Welcome to the Two Putt Podcast. Two Putt for Par. Iowa's number one golf podcast. Yeah, but three putt is Snakesville. One part golf. Basically, it comes down to the fact that golf is hard. And one part business. But if it makes money, it makes sense. Mixing business with pleasure, these guys know how to have fun. This is the Two Putt Podcast. That's what we do. here and then pause a minute and uh, Lee bring us on. Welcome to episode 17 of the Two Putt Podcast. Uh, excited to be back. It doesn't feel nearly as long as the last one that uh, we we talked about, but I know two out of the the three got to play some golf last weekend jason how are you doing and did you get on the course last weekend there was no golf for this guy last weekend uh holding up trying to get out there as soon as i can but got some uh some other things going on here with uh around the house and whatnot so i'm also in daddy daycare two days a week so that 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 really cuts into the golf time yeah, it seems like uh, as the world starts to come back to a little bit more normal, that means everyone's schedules are picking up and it's getting a little bit busier. And so um, when we when we could golf and weren't able to get out and now uh, we don't have the time, it uh, makes it a little bit tough. But uh, yes, I was fortunate to get out for the first time in the year and uh, uh, had some good ones, had some bad ones. Uh, Lee and I, interesting enough, both had an opportunity to go out and play Legacy uh on saturday and even crazier uh we were uh in groups um right in front of each other or he was behind me um just kind of the way that the t-sheet worked out it wasn't even planned um but it was fun it was a great day gorgeous day to be out uh course was in good shape um and yeah i while i didn't hit him as well as i wanted it definitely was a fun day fun day on the course well if you had to evaluate yourself first time out what would you say um, I would say that I uh, couldn't hit my irons worth of shit, and uh, distance control was suspect at best. Got off the tee all right, um, but I think I played the um, I think I played the par threes at like eight over, so I just struggled a little uh, getting off the tee box uh, on on the par threes and um, hit a few decent wedges and a few decent putts, but uh, you know first time out you're just trying to make contact and. Uh, I definitely, uh, definitely got room for improvement, so I'll take it. How about you, Lee? I know you you fired out around, played pretty well. What'd you think? No, I, I did. I I shot seventy six with a bogey bogey finish. Um, I was, I started. Uh, I had a tap in on on one, for birdie. I hit it to about a foot, and then I doubled two because that's just how I play golf. Um. That, I hate that second hole at Legacy. It looked, like, I, it's a good golf hole, but it is, it is one that just gives me problems every time I play it. And I, I went in the bunker deep uh, after two. And, you know, if you played those greens that day, like there wasn't a lot of hold to those greens. You know, they, were, they were fast, but they were just hard. They were really so, hard, especially on the front, I thought. The, yeah. Uh, the front, they were really hard. Hey, yeah. before you go any further, on hole two, yeah, uh, we had a little bit of listener debate on the carry on that tee shot from the gold. Yeah. What, what's carry if you want to carry that water on two? Oh, it's, it is a lot. 
More than 305? I think easily more than 305. I think so, too. We had old Domino um, commented on one of our Instagram posts saying, was wondering why uh, our guest Todd laid up. And I said, what, unless you have a 340 carry, layup's the only play on that hole. Yeah, I mean, I hit five iron off the tee. And, like, you, you're still a little ways back. But everything does – everything runs – you know, downhill towards the water, but it, that doesn't make a difference on the carry. But yeah, I was, I was bunker deep in two. I thought I hit a really good shot and it just wouldn't stop. And then it was, it was hard to make putts out there that day, but I, I was three over on the front and then I went birdie birdie to start the back. And then I was three over the last seven holes. I didn't, didn't play very well, but I'll take the 76. The, the gold tees, is, it's a pretty fun course. The, the silver, it's not much fun, I, I would say, on that course. That gold makes it so you have to hit some different shots. But, yeah, I, the course was in great shape. I mean, it, it looked great. It just the greens were tough to, to figure out. They were either really hard or, like you said, in the back, it felt like it slowed down quite a bit. Yeah, definitely played like it was too different because I felt like I was finally starting to figure out the greens a little bit on the on the front, and then it was time to go to the back, and then everything felt like it was slowed way down. But uh, no, it, I, overall condition, I thought it was good, fun course. Obviously, always fun to get out on Legacy. So, we'll tell you what, let's uh, let's do it. Let's jump into it. We got a special guest um, that we get to chat with today. Steg, you want to introduce who we brought on with us tonight? Absolutely, we. Uh... Looking forward to this one, uh, a guy that I have a little bit more of a background with than you guys do, uh, but he is the current pro shop manager, uh, head pro, PJ apprentice at the Waverly Municipal Golf Course. Uh, Jordan David is jumping on with us here tonight and uh, going to talk some shop with us. So welcome to the pod, Jordan. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate the opportunity. No, Been a while. Super excited. Obviously, we all have uh, – the Muni has a, has a special place in all of our hearts, so this, this only makes sense. I appreciate the shout-out a couple of pods ago, guys. That was, that was big time. Yeah, we do what we can. Obviously, uh, we, we definitely enjoy the course and want to get as many people on there as we, as we certainly can. So, we'll tell you what, Jordan, let's jump into this. Uh, we kind of always hit our guests with rapid-fire questions right away to begin with. Um, so, with that, first question, where does the golf glove go when you putt? Right pocket, right back pocket, I should say. No question about it. Um, it's not on my hand very often, but right back pocket when I'm putting. So it's funny, too, because we've had a lot of left pocket on here. Um, I'm a left pocket. These guys, Are you guys both right pocket? You, you guys are right pocket. I was watching um, some of the U.S. Open documentaries last night, actually, and I saw a lot of, lot of right pocket, too, on tour. And so I'm going to be anxious to pay a little bit more attention to that here this weekend. Um, Two, uh, do you wear a hat when you golf? Not very often, no. Uh, a lot of my rounds, uh, I have to go back to work when I'm done. Uh, so you got to keep that hair in pristine shape, you know. You're going to be able to get to work. So I was going to say with that head of hair, there's zero chance you're wearing a hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. All right, so what's your, uh, what's your current wedge setup in your bag? I am 50, 54, and then a jump to 60. I like to make sure that uh, I've got all the shots around the green covered. I don't like to, to be underprepared for those shots. So, um, And I do, uh, instead of that 58, I jump to 60. I figure uh, I don't actually full swing the 60 ever, but uh, you know, if I need a, a 
a shot with any height to it, I might as well have the max there. I might, I might even go to a 64 at some point, but we'll see. We'll see if that's in the cards or not. We've, we've talked about that on the episode. Are you good enough to hit a 64 or do you need one? I love it. The answer is probably no, but it would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you there. Um, <laughs> if you've been following along with the pot at all, we're big on these golf nicknames. What's, uh, what's your favorite golf nickname? I'd have to go big easy. And I'm afraid that's just because I absolutely love the guy. He's so free and easy. He'd be, he'd be a fun guy to be around. So I'm going big easy. Love it. That's good. Um, last one then here to start with. Where, where's the best place to eat in Waverly? I'm going to go with the East Bremer Diner. Love a little uh, prime rib on Friday night, man. Love it. And that's spoken, that's spoken from a Waverly native too, right? There we go. Yep. Best salad dressing at East Bremer Diner because they make their own. Give it to us. I, I'm a classic ranch, their own little ranch. It's a little bit runny. It's, it's so good. It's unbelievable. I can, I can get on board with that. Okay. So I want to talk about this golf glove thing again. Um, I, I called my dad tonight, so shout out Dean. Um, he is uh, probably our oldest listener because he's pretty old. Um, and just for him to be able to, to be able to listen to a podcast is pretty impressive but he's telling me that you know I listened to the golf glove thing and you know Jack Nicholas wore his golf glove when he putted and you said that if somebody rolled in wearing a golf glove when they they were putting that you knew you were better than them and I think you're wrong in this case <laughs> that's, that's an absolute fact uh tell me this do you guys wear it on touch shots around the green chip shots no for me, it depends. Sometimes, sometimes I will, sometimes I won't, you know, obviously sometimes depending on the feel um, and the conditions, um, it will, it depends for me. I know I'm different, but I, I do. I, I just cannot hold an iron grip without a golf glove. And I'm on, I'm on the no side of things. I get inside of about 40 yards and I'm usually glove off back right pocket it goes amen Amen. <laughs> hey i will note uh this weekend i did see a front left pocket how does that even happen <laughs> i don't i don't it wasn't the normal thing but i want i just obviously the things that you pick up on that you notice i just saw i was like ooh, i'm like front left pocket i'm like that's an interesting that's interesting <laughs> right there there's, there's no way you can convince me front left is is even doable. I don't know, man. Maybe I don't know. I can't can't speak for what the situation was. It didn't happen all day, but here here's the other thing, and I think we've talked about it. And I now that I think about this too, um, is the not wearing a golf glove situation. Like my dad, he doesn't wear a golf glove. Never never can figure it out. Especially you know, some of the days that we played, it's hot as shit, and the humidity is through the roof. Like, how do you not wear a golf glove? I can't even fathom that, to be honest with you. I can't even fathom. Either your grip is just insanely strong or your hands don't sweat or, uh, I don't know, maybe you have the dry tech grip. I don't, doesn't make sense to me. I've, I've played a round of golf pretty much without wearing any article of golf clothing before. I've, I've, done, the no, I've done the no golf glove. It doesn't feel right, but you get used to it after a while. But then when you get done, your hands are just dirty. Like, it makes me feel bad. So I, 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 don't, I don't agree. I'm, I'm going to guess one thing that 
uh, if you don't have a golf glove on, you're not playing the game right the right way. So I, I, I'm out on that. No golf glove? Are you kidding me? Auto, auto press on all day with no golf glove, right? <laughs> and, and with Lee's swing speed, I'm going to say it's a little bit different than your dad's. So uh, I think okay. there's a little bit of difference in what they're doing right there. So let's, uh, let's jump into it here, Jordan. Let's talk a little bit more. Uh, my background with Jordan. Jordan, as a senior at Waverly Shell Rock High School, I recruited Jordan to play basketball at Warford College. Uh, obviously, I didn't do a good enough job with that because he decided to shun us and go to U and I to attend school, not even play a sport. So uh, tell us a little bit, Jordan, about high school days, uh, obviously playing in high school, and then I, you know, a little bit about basketball, but then also on to college and what you did after that. Sure. Uh, you know, in high school, I, I never could have possibly guessed that I'd be where I'm at right now. Uh, I was 100% a basketball player. We did the golf thing on the side for fun. It was a you know, leisure activity. Um, and, uh, you know, Wartburg, you, you and Coach Pates, you did recruit me. Um, but um, I certainly had decided at the last second, you know, my heart wasn't exactly in it, you know. Um, and I couldn't even beat you on the court. So I figured, you know, I probably wasn't uh, Wartburg material. So. Fair enough. <laughs> So I did. I went to U and I, uh, and right there, my senior year, right after you know, I kind of made that decision. I started working at the Waverly Golf Course, um, just a high school job. Continued that uh, as I went through college. I uh, got a major in movement and exercise science. Again, didn't know uh, didn't know where I was going from there. It's actually you know some of the biomechanics stuff has been uh, has been very huge for me when I'm learning about the golf swing. So um, somehow that ended up tying in as well. Uh, but I'll tell you. About uh, right early in the start of my senior year at UNI, uh, I was working for a guy in Waverly named Greg Mason. He's the executive director of the Iowa PGA right now. And uh, about, let's say, a week, week and a half before the season started, he kind of got a dream job offer to go to Spirit Hollow. And I know you guys talked about, you know, a great golf course and a great job for him. Um, but the dude leaves, you know, seven days before we're about to open up. And uh, there is no other plan. And uh, without a good option, they went ahead and offered me the, the job to give that a shot. So just a straight pro shop manager. Um, I'm a senior in college, uh, spending my Saturday nights having way too much fun. And um, all of a sudden, I have this, this giant responsibility in front of me. So um, that was a huge surprise. And, uh, you know, we're, we're here six years later, and we're still doing it. So um, never possibly could have imagined where we were going. But uh, somehow, by accident, we got here. So. So talk a little bit about that, you know, obviously that scenario leads itself into you doing what you're doing, but you know, what does that look like from your perspective? How do you get into to that field and what does it take for you to, to keep progressing through that? Yeah. So 100% learned by fire, you know, definitely just trying to not make the same mistake twice is the only way that we could possibly do it. Um, since then, I have joined into the apprentice program. Um, I'm in step two of the PGA apprentice program. So um, hopefully be done with that pretty soon. Uh, but yeah, you know, just uh, trying to make connections and leaning on Greg Mason. He's been a great person for me. And then also, you know, there's some great golf professionals in, in central Iowa that uh, I certainly wouldn't be here today if I, if I didn't have their help. So um, just doing anything I can to learn the business and, uh, and keep the Waverly Municipal Golf Course rolling. So what, uh, 
so with the apprentice program, then what does that look like? Like, what, how, how, do the, how do you stair step up through that? Sure. So each program, uh, they send you a bunch of materials. You're going to study it. Uh, you go spend a week of seminars in Florida. And then once you have that completed, you get into what's called your work experience, you know, just kind of like going back to school. It's, it's a little bit like an online class. You finish up uh, all this paperwork. You go through. I teach some lessons. I put it on video, stuff of that nature. And then you, uh, you test out at each step. So I've gone to the second level seminars. I have finished my work experience. Um, once that's approved, then I'll be looking to take my, uh, my second test in that program and get to the final and third step. Um, and hopefully, hopefully push through that this next year. No, that's great. So what's the, obviously hard to know, but so you, you've been at the Muni for six years now, is that correct? Correct. What's the, what's the goal? What are you, what are you hoping? What do you, what would you like to see happen here in the next six years? That's a great question. So I've got, uh, after this season, I've got one more year left on a contract and I certainly, uh, plan to uphold that. Um, and then it's, it's wide open. You know, I, uh, actually two weeks ago got married, so I'm, I'm speaking for somebody else as well. You know, it's not just my plan. It's our plan now. So, um, we've got that going, but, uh, we've got a pretty cool life here in Waverly. We've got a great house and, uh, we've got the dog and we've got great friends and we're not in a hurry to get out of here. Um, certainly, you know, I've got goals in this business and, and ideas, but, uh, we're in no hurry to get out of here. So, um, we're, we're pretty open right now. Um, we'll see where life takes us next. Well, congrats, first off, on the marriage uh, and a life-changing experience for the better uh, yeah. and obviously the next steps with that. But, uh, you know, for you, what do you, I know you talked about it's wide open from there, but, uh, you know, do you want to stay Midwest? Would you like to uh, maybe go somewhere else after that? Would you like to get a different experience or kind of, you know, what's your thought process with that? I, I think I'm a Midwest guy. I really do. Uh, I just love the people around here. And specifically, like I said, we're in no hurry. I, I grew up on this golf course. Um, I care about what's next for this golf course. And uh, I've just grown to love our membership. So I, like, when I say I'm in no hurry, um, if they offered me something tomorrow, I'd probably consider that pretty strongly. But uh, there are some great opportunities in the Midwest and in Iowa alone. There's some great golf courses that uh, um, I would love to be in charge of someday. But um, there's absolutely no hurry for me. And, uh, and I'm okay with Waverly. I love it here. So. Well, if you guys can go and get uh, get some land there, the fairgrounds or whatever it is, put in a range, and you can start teaching some lessons, that might really change your outlook. Sure, that's uh, that's on the unfinished business list, and that's one of the things I'd love to be be here and be in charge of and, and get done for Waverly. But uh, um, yeah, who knows? Well, that that'll be that'll be quite a battle going forward. You should have Mr. Warburg try to lobby a little bit for you guys, uh, Staggy here, to get you <laughs> get you inside track on how you guys can get your hands on that land. Well, you know, Prairie Links, uh, you know, they sell the only range in, in town, and Jason just goes and builds himself one, uh, a personal use one there at Warburg. So um, I'm not sure he's going to be much help for me. I can't claim much uh, on that buying or personal one on campus uh, but definitely will be a big benefit for our program and we've been fortunate that Jordan's actually uh, worked with our program and been great for our program in terms of you know helping us out and working back and forth and uh, you know him being able to use some of our stuff for for lessons and obviously us being able to lose, use some of his stuff for our practices and uh, does a great job working with our with our guys in our program as well as our women's program and I know that you know from a 
facility standpoint, and Jordan's done a great job out there at the municipal golf course, getting a little hitting area up out there and being able to teach there. And uh, so he's done a great job building that. And, you know, you talked about the Muni and somewhere you grew up on. What's your best score on the Muni course in your, in your life? 65. Bogey on 18 for 65. You said course record while we were talking a little bit before. This is 62. We're going to say 62, yeah. There's, a, there's an old course and a new course, but we're going to say 62. So we got a 61 in the cards for you here probably in the next two years, <laughs> right? Uh, you build me in some time in my schedule to practice this game rather than just show up and play it every once in a while, and uh, I'll, I'll go get that 61 for you. Jason, what's your hot score on the old Muni? <laughs> Great question. 18-hole or uh, 9-hole? I mean, I shot 31 uh, under on the front. Uh, this has been when I played pretty consistently. I used to go out after working in admissions and walk the front nine or back nine or 18 if we could. Uh, so my low on a nine hole is one under. I think my best round out there, I think, is 72, I believe. Uh, so, you know, not great, but for a hack like me, pretty decent. <laughs> So you talked about before we jumped on here that you have uh, 70 guys that play in your league and you mentioned um, just the memberships uh, and the members that you guys have at the club, but away from all that, um, away from the people, obviously we know we can speak highly of, of the members and the people out there as well from our times in Waverly. Uh, what's your favorite part about uh, the, the Muni? What's your, is there outside the members? What, what is it um, about it that just really, really keeps you there and keeps you coming back? Sure. So something I ask myself when I travel to golf courses is, could this be a place where I could play 60 rounds a year? And a lot of times I go play even great golf courses. And I think to myself, I don't, I don't think this is a course that I would play 60 times per year. Um, this is a golf course that 28 years later has given me something different every day, you know, every time that I play it. And that's something that I really appreciate from it. Um, it's just got so much, you know, so much risk reward, so much, uh, some tough par threes and, and it's got a lot of character to it. So, um, it's, it feels like there's a different challenge every time I'm out there, and that's something that I need out of the golf course if I'm going to play it multiple times in the year. You talked about loving the the Midwest and, and Iowa. What We talked about this on our last podcast. What's your favorite course to play in the state of Iowa besides the Muni? Sure. That's, there's so many great ones. I mean, Beaver Hills is phenomenal. Um, you know, I followed Greg Mason down there and played him with, with played the Spirit Hollow a few times. That's just an unbelievable track. Uh, that, that was a humbling experience multiple times. Um, and then actually, you know, one of my favorites I got to play last year, and I know a lot of people won't get a chance, but Cedar Rapids Country Club was, was an incredible experience. I mean, what a facility and, and really going with their theme. It's a really old school, no car pass. Um, and they really play into that theme. It's what, what a facility that is. Yeah, no, that's good. It uh, sounds like we have to get you over here to the central part of the state, see what you think of some of these tracks. No question. No question. If I've got uh, a regret so far is that I've not allowed myself to get out and play some of these facilities that I have an opportunity to now. So um, I've got to get out. Got to get out a little bit more. There's no doubt about it. You got to buy that. Uh, what's that card that you got, Lee? Yeah, the Iowa PGA Golf Pass. Absolutely. I mean, it's pretty cheap. It, it does give you some good deals on some of the or a lot of the different courses in Iowa. I mean, they may not be great deals, but yeah, I think you can make $30 up pretty quick. Easily. Yep. Get to come visit us three times on it. So we'll see you soon. I'm coming for sure.
<laughs> I need a lesson when I'm there. There we go. Uh, anybody that it's shoots 76 don't need a lesson. So <laughs> out of this group, out of this group. I need to work on my grip, I think. I think that's the key. I need a new grip. Jordan, tell me, uh, going back to the Muni here, I sounds like there was a recent storm here that changed the uh, dynamic of that uh, whole third hole out there, a tree that I know pretty well because I've hit it a lot. Uh, and for people that have played it, they know exactly what we're talking about. It's been hole 10 in the past. It's been hole one in the past and it's hole three now. Uh, but right in the middle of the fairway, there was this big old tree that just stood there and it seemed to catch my ball every single time that I played it. So uh, tell us a little bit about what's the reaction been like with the, with the members having that thing gone. It's, it's a completely different golf hole. Like just looking at the landscape is unbelievably different. Um, and the craziest thing is you would have never known that there was anything wrong with this tree. And then here comes 55 mile per hour wind. And the next day we've got just the biggest tree that you can imagine laying on the ground. So uh, that was, that was highly disappointing. And uh, you know, what do you do? How do you replace a tree like that? You can't, you can't spade in a tree of that size. You know, how do we, how do we affect that golf hole? So looking forward, you know, we just, we're not exactly sure what to do with that. There's a lot of ideas out there, but uh, um, what a loss that was. It's a pretty straight, straightforward, wide open par four right now, you know? Well, me selfishly, uh, I wish it would have been a different tree on that that hole because I have a pitching wedge that might still be stuck up there from about <laughs> 15 years ago. So that was in my SM1 or something. Yeah, I think it might have been. You know, back before Titleist started naming those wedges SM. So I uh, that was back in my younger days where I was pretty volatile on the course. <laughs> Total rage monster. So that. So that hole is number three now. So this has been a while since I've been at Muni. What's, so what hole, what's one? Where do you start at? One is right outside of the pro shop, heading towards, uh, towards the road, uh, 4th Street over there, Burger King. Oh, so that's still the same, right? So that's been one for a long time. So then you two go, would be the same then. Two's the same. Two the, and then you drive behind the, the country club and pro shop there, and you drive all the way up to, to number three over there, coming up the hill. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. I gotcha. Now, now I'm with you. Cause I was like, that, that was always 10. Every time I played it, that was 10. So you got to get back there. I, well, I do. And we, I mean, we talked about this and this is one of the other things I was going to say. I mean, if you come to the Cedar Valley and specifically Waverly, I mean, you can play two nice courses right there in, in Waverly, obviously Beaver's not far away. I mean, you're playing three really nice courses um uh, yeah i mean it sounds like a, a wonderful weekend actually right there and was, then maybe hit up the poor house and you know you just make a whole weekend of it there we go we're pretty fortunate in waverly we got two pretty dang good golf courses two good golf courses no driving ranges doesn't make sense i guess <laughs> i'll keep banging that drum for you <laughs> well guys perfect jordan we appreciate it we'll take spotlight off to you here just a little bit and um let's uh let's jump into a little round table and talk some talk some PGA uh, topics. We have PGA's back. We're gonna get into that. We got some picks. We'll do a little draft. Uh, pick a couple guys here at the towards the end. Um, but uh, let's uh, let's start with my first question. I want to pose to you guys. And uh, JD, we're coming at you first on this one. Um, if the Ryder Cup, which by the way, so news as I sent this out earlier, I did see where um, I think they're doing six team captain picks did you guys see any of this um so they're doing six picks um to help fill out the squad so 
My question that I posed to you before that got announced, though, was if you picked the Ryder Cup teams today and did 12 at large, or if you want to do now six with, based off the points and the system that they use, is Jordan Spieth on your Ryder Cup team? So points-wise, I, I know he sits at 17 right now. I'm gonna, I would have to say no right now. Um, here's the deal. 180th in strokes gained with the driver in his hand. 147th with approach. Now, if you want to make a case for him, it starts with the putter. He's second in strokes gained with a putter. But um, I'm going to say no because I couldn't possibly stand to be his alternate shot partner. I would – I mean, I'm, I'll jump on with that. And, uh, you know, yeah, the guy can roll a rock. But what's he going to do for you outside of that? Can he get there? You're playing best ball. Uh, you know, can he get there? And can he provide something for the team in that case? You know, I, I saw this – and. My immediate thought was no. I mean, where's he at in the world golf rankings, too? Outside the top 40, for sure? Some, like right around 41, 42, 43, something like that. I just don't think that there's, you know, with the way he's been playing. Now, I know he has played a little bit better here uh, pre-quarantine. And I know that the, the PJ is coming back and it's in his backyard and it's at a course that he's always played well. And so he could kind of, you know, come off on a roll here. Uh, so I think that there's more to be determined with this. but currently no because i think there's guys up there that are more deserving you know you got the guys uh fee now and uh, you know all those guys that are in the top 10 to 30 of the world that are outstanding players so i'm going no as well there are 22 americans ahead of him right now on the world golf rankings that you can choose from so lee what do you think you're gonna you're gonna go with uh speed bring him on the squad if i have to pick tomorrow i don't think there's any chance um, looking at the golf ranking here, uh, Spieth is 56th in the official world golf ranking. And I know that's not the, the be all end all, but I don't see any way that you could pick him now. Now that doesn't mean he can't play better for two months and, and get back in there. I don't think he's a terrible pick this week. Um, you know, I think he kind of fits that course a little bit better than, you know, than he would at some other ones, you know, where, you know, maybe he doesn't have to try to hit big shots off the tee. And I think he can maybe lay back a little bit and still, I don't know, I think he can still be a, a factor by the end of, of this weekend. But I don't think there's any way. If you're picking it tomorrow, no chance. If you're picking it two months from now, I mean, I think they're, they're, the talent is there. I mean, he, that guy was the best player in the world I mean, you didn't think he could be beat, you know, five years ago, but, you know, not tomorrow. I would agree. I just – there's too many guys that are playing better golf in front of him. So, I definitely at this point would, would have to say no on that one. Um, one of those guys who may or may not be on your squad, if you were to choose, is Ricky Fowler. What do you guys think? Um, Jason, you're kind of a Ricky guy, so we're going to start with you. I'm kicking it to you first. 10 PGA Tour victories. Does he get there? He's at five right now. Does he get to 10? This, is, this one pains me because I am a big Fowler guy, uh, big Puma guy as well. I've always been a fan of Ricky Fowler. Just think that, you know, I like his game. I like the way he approaches it. Uh, and it pains me to say this, but I don't think he gets the 10 career wins. I do think he gets a major but I don't think that he gets 
five more PGA Tour wins to get to that that 10 plateau. So as much as I want to say yes, because I like the guy so much, I got I don't think so. JD, you had some stats for us on this first one. What do you got on this one? You think he's getting a, getting a 10? I think he's absolutely going to get to 10. So I'll give you, I'll throw another stat out here. He's got 14 second place finishes, seven third place, and 72 top 10s. Okay. Uh, at 31, I think he's got his best golf ahead of him yet. And, uh, and I, I love guys that, that make putts. So, um, and he did that. He certainly led the tour in 2017. So. Um, I think he's absolutely – I think he's going to have a year where he might run off three or four in the same year. So, I think the best is ahead for Ricky yet. I hope you're right. But that kind of goes with the always the bridesmaid, never the bride theme there. No question. No question. Uh, but like I said, he's entering the prime. and I'm going I'm to stick to that. I'm, I'm taking Ricky in my uh, – if I had to bet on two players this week, and, again, I'm a, I'm a value guy. Uh, I'm taking I'm taking Ricky Fowler if I'm betting on on golf this week, and the other one I'm taking is is Justin Rose. Um, I think those two guys there's a ton of value in those two picks this week, um, and I know that there's a a lot of money to be made in PGA Tour events. It's there's probably nothing more difficult in betting than picking who's going to win a golf tournament, but those two guys with the games that they have. And the odds that you're getting with those two, um, yeah, I'd be on the Ricky Fowler train this week. But I, I definitely think he's getting to 10 as well. And eventually the ball striking and the putting has to come, you know, to fruition. And, and I think he's the guy that, you know, I think we've kind of talked about how he's maybe underachieved thus far. I think, uh, yeah, I, I think he's getting to 10 for sure. and. I wouldn't be surprised if this week is one of them. All right. So two on the yes. I, I'm on the no. I'm on with you, Jason. I don't think that he's able – he's not going to be able to double. He, he just – and, and not so much, not so much uh, a knock on him as much as it is that uh, these other players and how difficult it is to win on tour and how it just really all has to come together. And I, I just think he's just up against too much. And, he, you know, he hasn't shown me that he's not in his own head yet. And so – Maybe if uh, he can he can do that, then then maybe he rips off a few. But I'll, I'll go no, so we'll stay split on that one. Um, so with that, Lee, you mentioned so we have the Charles Schwab challenge this weekend. Um, really excited about that. Uh, excited to see uh, how that's going to go. Obviously, just to have live golf, and um, I mean, we have a lineup. I mean, for not being a major going down this list of the guys that are playing this weekend, obviously Tiger's not, but everybody else is. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I think we're probably all just excited about having a, an actual golf tournament where we can, yeah, it's going to feel different. It's going to look different. It's going to sound different, but yeah, this week is going to be fun. And there are some big names And there are also some big names, as I alluded to earlier, that you can get some really good value with if you are a gambler this week. Yeah, you you mentioned Justin Rose. Uh, Justin Rose just went back to TaylorMade uh, here not too long ago. And pre-quarantine, he was getting back into TaylorMade, and he left Honma Golf. I don't know what that experiment was or however you pronounce it. Uh, Obviously, the money was pretty good for him in that situation, but 
I think Justin Rose, he's been one of my favorite players. I, the value on him, you know, and maybe even this week with coming back from everything that's happened, I think the value on him is outstanding. Uh, and I also think that Jason Day is a, a very, very good pick this week. Uh, he's down at like, I mean, I, I, it's like 60 to one or something like that with Jason Day. Wow. Jason Day is probably not even going to finish. It's going to be hot. <laughs> go out. Well, Jason Day is the guy that he either plays really well and he's up there in the mix, or it's, uh, hey, I played one round okay, my second round's not going so well, WD back injury. I would, I would take the prop bet on that route. <laughs> no, I think just the names that we're going to see and the way that that course – uh, lays out too. I mean, the, the unique thing about that course is everybody has a chance. Obviously, the bombers have a chance just because the angles that they're able to take. But um, you know, the guys that can play position golf and, and work the ball both ways, um, I think, are going to have an opportunity too. And so, I, it, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Jordan, let's ask you this before we we get into our picks. I'll talk a little bit about that. But um, with this coming back, have you had an opportunity or did you get an opportunity to watch the last two uh, golf events that we had with the Skins game and then the match? And what did you think of both of those? I watched the match. I did not get to watch the Skins game. I'll tell you, the match was the day after my wedding. So it was, uh, wasn't feeling perfect. It was kind of an in and out type thing. But uh, I mean, at that time, was that not the most perfect thing in the world to just finally have something in front of us in live golf and, uh, um, Tom Brady wasn't, uh, you know, kind of made us all feel like we could, uh, we could be professional at something there for a while. This two pup podcast is brought to you by WB Realty, Central Iowa's best real estate brokerage. WB Realty for all your real estate needs. All right, so we're going to do the Charles Schwab Challenge Snake Draft. Um, again, money earned, total money earned. You get two picks each. Um, we're starting with Jason, the order Jason, Jordan, Lee, myself, and then we'll snake it back. Um, two golfers picking total money earned. Staggy, you're on the clock. Who do you got? First off, I don't know how I got picked first because this is the worst position to be in. But we'll uh, – I, you know – I'm kind of torn with this one because you got Rory, who's the best player in the world, and I don't, I don't know how close it is. Uh, but the guy that is second in the world uh, and a guy that I think is just getting better and better, and the, the, I don't know where the ceiling is for him, is John Rock. And you guys are going to look at me and you're going to like, what is he doing or what, what's going on there? And, but number one pick, give me John Rock, baby. Wow. Okay. Send it. You got it. All I don't right. think that's weird. He's that's got some weird. success right in this place. Took yeah. him right out of you. Top two in 2017, top five in 2018. See, you did way more research than I did. I was just kind of like, yeah, I saw the power rankings and everything. But I, I just – I think Rory's – you know, yeah, he wins. I just saw a stat. He wins like one out of every seven times or something like that out. Or that's kind of like – what it's looking like uh and i'm like i just he's so good but I'm, I'm i'm going with my gut on this one i like it i like it no that's good all right our uh heavy on the stats guy tonight jordan who you got on your uh first pick 
Well, I'll, I'll agree that uh, Rory's the best player in the world. I'm not going to let him slide to number three. There's no way there. Um, the biggest storyline of this whole thing is going to be who's coming out of this hiatus and, and what kind of golf are they going to be playing. But uh, you know, Rory going into it, seven consecutive top fives. So that guy is unbelievable. So I'll, I'll snag him in the two hole. Consider that charity for our guest of the week. <laughs> I guess, geez. Lee? Well, I'll, I'll give you guys a ton of charity then. I'm, I talked about it earlier. I'm taking uh, pick three, Ricky Fowler. I think he's doing it this week. Wow. 35 to one, somewhere in there, I think I see for Ricky. I, I, I think, again, I, I have a tough time differentiating between uh, who should win and the value part of betting. But I do think that um, Ricky is my guy, and I watched him play a few weeks ago. And if we're talking about strokes gained from uh, your approach shot and putting, I'm going to go – I'm going Ricky. I like it. So we, uh, so we have Rom, Rory, and Ricky. I, if there was another R on my list, maybe I would take them. But uh, I got to go with my boy, uh, JT. So. Justin Thomas is going to be the number four pick. I'll take him. And as I'm snaking back, I'm uh, a little bit of a, well, I guess, odds wiser in his favor, but I think the course sets up for, for him. I'm going to go Webb Simpson uh, on my next pick. So I got JT and JT and Webb and Lee, back to you. I, I will say I was really hoping you wouldn't pick Webb Simpson. You talked about the R's. Like, if you can't say your R's, um, Webb Simpson would uh, fit right into that mix. Um, I guess I have to go somewhere different. I was really hoping to go that way. But I am going to go, even though I do think Justin Rose has a ton of value, I am going to take a little flyer with uh, Brooks Kepka, And um, he's got a little success at this course as well. And I know he's coming off uh, maybe a tougher year than he would have wanted, uh, both playing and injury-wise. But I'm going to go Brooks Kepka, my pick number two. We talked about it, I think, Lee, before you circle back here with us. The, the big part, the big question mark with Brooks is, what was quarantine like? Not that like it us. matters. For, not that it matters for him, but like us. <laughs> no it'll be it'll be good it'll be good to see obviously uh the the game is there so we don't you don't have to worry about that that's a good pick uh jordan uh who do you got i'm going all the way down the list here 125 to 1 this is a hot tip from one of my members um i've, I've got to trust him here this guy rented a house at colonial two weeks ago and has absolutely been grinding rounds at colonial so we're going with brian Harmon in the seven hole wow First one to the golf course. Okay, didn't see that coming. So I think all the guys that I had kind of, you know, teared out uh, are safe. But, I mean, if you're going with the lefty, I guess. I, I was thinking you were thinking Phil Mickelson because he's way down there. And uh, But Brian Harmon going with the Bulldog, Georgia yep. Bulldog. Yep. Wow. Well, I guess, you know, there's a lot of options for me to roll with here on the eighth pick. So, <laughs> I left some value uh, on the board. You had mentioned that you were going way down the board. Uh, one guy that I've become a big fan of, and he's a little bit down the list, not, not 125 to 1, uh, but a guy that I think the upside is 
you have no idea. So I'm going, my theme this week is upside. Rom, you know, where's he going to go? Uh, I'm picking Victor Hovland uh, down there around 70 to one. The guy is dynamic off the tee. Uh, he can roll the rock too. And I just think that that guy, you know, we've seen a lot of first time winners coming through. I think that guy wants to be good. And I'm sure he spent a lot of time to do young and dumb. I'm sure he spent a lot of time out there just grinding. And so I'm, I'm taking Hovland with the eighth pick. Swinging Pete. Actually, Swinging I think Pete. Actually, I think I saw him chipping shots like in his all seasons room up into a golf bag or something. Did you see that trick shot with him? I didn't see that. No, I did see something about him having like some sort of maybe wrist deal going on. So I have a little concern that there might be an issue there, but I'm sticking with it. Swinging Pete, best logo in golf too. So give me the Cowboys, Vic Hovland. So you guys threw out some, uh, Threw out some good ones here. What uh, what if we what if on the spot we ran it back? What if you went three, Jason? You have another one teed up. Justin Rose, like Ooh. it. Justin Love Rose, it. Jordan, you got another one teed up? Absolutely did not. <laughs> I mean, you got to go gut now. Come on. Yeah, just just gut one. I think we got to go with. Uh, I think we're gonna stay with the lefties. We'll we'll take Phil. There's some value there. There's a lot of value with Phil. I mean, that dude could shoot 73-76, or he could shoot 65-63 and then be there right on the weekend. Right. Lee, I only have, I only have one more name left, so uh, don't take it, but who do you got? If I go a third pick, yep. I'm going a little bit down the list, um, even though he was just defeated – uh, by the foreplay guys, uh, give me Kisner. I think he's a good pick at this course, and uh, he can't nearly as suck as much as he did against those guys. That should have been a wash. Like, I'm sorry, but he sucked really bad. But that does show you how difficult it is to beat a, a four-man best shot um, if you're a pro. But I think Kisner uh, fits this course really well. Is there a better that you'd want to hang out with than, than Kevin Kisner? No, not at all. <laughs> well, I could think of a few names, but he he approaches other people while he's playing. If if that uh, eighteen hole match is any indication, the amount of shit he talked for <laughs> eighteen holes, like I see uh, myself a lot in that guy. <laughs> Oh, that's a good pick. Like you said, it definitely sets up for him. So, and I'm glad you didn't take mine because then in the last spot, I'll take Tony Finau um, in my spot. So, I, also some success, I believe, at, at this course or this tournament. Yeah, he uh, definitely has has played has played pretty well. Um, obviously, he has the game, and the thing with him in this course, I mean, he he hits the ball so far that like he can just hit iron. He could go iron off the tee and put himself in perfect position. I mean, just because just because he's a quote bomber, I guess doesn't mean that uh, means he has to hit driver, try to cut corners. So no, that was good, guys. That uh, I'm excited. I'll be excited to see uh, where all these guys shake out. Um, obviously, where they end up, and then as I mentioned, we'll have to take a look at the purse um, and see what payout is and how how big getting in the top ten is going to be because that's what's going to come down to. We'll. Uh, We'll total up, uh, total up the earnings and uh, crown a winner um, once this is all said and done. But with that, then let's uh, let's transition over 
to what become one of our favorite segments on the show, which I was thinking too. Um, we we got to find a sponsor for whose career. Um, so if any of our listeners out there are kind of thinking about it, we'd, we'd love to tag your name on this and say, uh, whose career is sponsored by such and such. So shoot us a DM on that. But uh, so whose career last week, I haven't seen the totals lead. You got them, Jason, you got them in front of you. What, uh, uh, how'd things end up on our whose career last week? Cause we were all three on the same side. If I remember correctly. Remind me again, who I, who was last week? The weeks are starting to run together here. Ben Crenshaw, Nick Price. Ben Crenshaw ran away with it, I think. Yeah, he did. 75 to 25. Uh, I was a little off. I said I didn't think Nick Price would get a vote. Um, and he shouldn't have, obviously. We got some, <laughs> some fans that are just voting. But I don't think it's really even close. Well, so Crenshaw ran, ran away with that one last week, which we kind of expected. Obviously, if we're not split on the pod, it uh, normally s- seems to tip that way. Maybe they're listening to all of our great insight. But uh, um, tonight we have, a, we have a good one here, at least I think so. Uh, as we're going through, we're taking a look at Brant Snedeker versus Chris DeMarco. So Snedeker's got 13 pro wins, nine on the PGA Tour. He's got no majors. Uh, versus DeMarco's eight wins, three P- three on the PGA Tour, and no majors. So we throw the majors out. We've discussed a lot of the, uh, the majors on here um, and our weight in which that we put on the Masters. And uh, the signs here are, are pointing that I got to throw this to JD first to see, uh, to see whose career would you take between these two guys. I spent some time today trying to make a, a case for Chris DeMarco, and I just, I just couldn't put it completely together. Um, kind of the Ricky Fowler type thing where he's been absolutely to the cusp of greatness and just never got it done, unfortunately. So I would ride with, uh, with Brant Snedeker. You know, Mr. 59 played one of the greatest rounds in tour history. Rookie of the year. Um, not particularly close to any majors, though. That would be the one thing that I would say. He's got a couple third places. But uh, other than that, a pretty spotty major. Um, tournament history, but uh, I'm still going with his nine PGA Tour wins over uh, over Chris DeMarco's three. I think uh, Sneds wasn't he in the final group at the no no sorry I I digress. Smiley Kaufman was in the final group at the majors. Is that right? And he had a collapse on Sunday, I believe. But I uh, looking at this, you know, Sneds. You got DeMarco. DeMarco, I think, came fairly close at the Masters uh, the one year. But I, I look at – you take majors out of this, uh, nine PGA Tour wins, the three PGA Tour wins. You know, Snedeker's been a part of uh, a few Masters. That dude was up at Hazeltine in the front row of the crowd when he was on that team wearing the, you know, the USA stuff, obviously. And a uh, few more wins, few more pro wins, few more PGA Tour wins. I'm going to go with Sneds on this one because I think that guy could potentially – still contest for a major and his career is not done either so I think that he's got some good golf left in him and DeMarco obviously where's DeMarco at now I have good great question bum shoulder I was gonna say I know he's he's still he's still in the game a little bit but uh I think I think he's making a little bit or trying to make a run on the champions tour to be honest with you so look out with with the way Sneds rolls the rock, that guy if he can if he can put it together, that guy is really really good on the green. I mean, his nickname should be Boss of the Moss if we're talking about nicknames and uh, what's going on here. So give me Sneds when it comes down to it. 
Ooh, all right. So two, Lee. Yeah, Chris DeMarco, he got he got second in a major or the Masters, I believe, uh, to Tiger at one time. That's how you kind of know, like you'd know him if you saw him and how he swings and that kind of thing. But Brant Snedeker, is there a better name in golf, just the regular name? Especially with the amount of people that announce golf from overseas, Brant Snedeker, like that's an awesome name. So I'm going Brant Snedeker with, with a FedEx Cup title uh, and what that comes with. I mean, that's a pretty cool thing. I mean, that's a lot of money to, uh, to win. And you can say you're the best player. Uh, granted, you're not named the best player in the, in the tour that year. But he did win a FedEx Cup title. And uh, that's, that's obviously new to golf. But Brant Snedeker all the way. I did pretty much no research on this one. I'm tired of getting stressed out about these things. I'm going Brant Snedeker all day. Chris DeMarco doesn't have a, is it MasterCard commercial where they're making the turn and they're like, that guy over there is putting like Brant Snedeker. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. And that, uh, that, might, uh, that might be the difference in these guys' net worth too. Um, when you look between Snedeker and DeMarco, uh, Snedeker has a net worth of $20 million, um, to DeMarco's $18 million. So he probably got two million for that commercial. So uh, it uh, that would make sense. And so that's usually usually acts as the kicker for me. But um, when you look at Chris DeMarco, uh, as you guys mentioned, he's got a second place finish in 2005 at the Masters, a T2 in 2004 at the PGA, and a second place finish at the Open Championship in 2006. And so, and m- maybe more importantly. Um, as far as I know, the inventor of the claw putting grip um, and obviously was, was right there and had a chance to, to, to take down Tiger and at the Masters obviously came up a little short. But I think given the fact that the claw, his, all of his second place finishes, uh, Jordan mentioned it, Snedeker just has not shown up in the, shown up in the majors. Uh, both have been, uh, been a, a nice part of the Ryder Cup. But the fact that you are not going to be able to write golf history without mentioning the claw grip means that DeMarco's in golf history forever. Seneker could fade into the sunset, and we may never hear that name again. So I'm going – I'm taking Chris DeMarco on uh, trying to tip the scale and, and going with his career. Questionable decision-making there. Chris, yeah. you know, Chris is the beneficiary of that 2005 Masters. That's the Tiger Jet. That's the ball that hangs on the edge and then falls, you know, every Nike commercial since. So, <laughs> love it. Poor guy comes with, you know, a shot short. Yeah, he could, he could probably also fall in the category of what if. I mean, he was so close on, on a lot of situations. And then, kind of, like I said, that, that stretch between 2004, 5, 6, um, you know, he was right there. I mean, he was, he was, he was competing in, in all those tournaments, but uh, obviously came up on the short end of a lot of them. And so uh, didn't, didn't, wasn't able to tally the wins, but uh, overall, I got to go to Marco. And so we'll see what, uh, see what the Twitter verse says and, and who, uh, who's able to tip the scale on that. I think it's going to be a landslide. 
Sorry, BC. I think it's going to be a landslide. I think well, my all my uh, claw grippers out there that are putting, they might uh, might tip the other way. You just never know. Which is uh, no one. Yeah, I've never seen anybody do that before. Exactly. <laughs> so nobody's gonna pick them. I get it. I get it. This, I get this it. might be worse than Crenshaw. I uh, and last week's last week's tally. I don't think Nick. I don't think Demarco gets as many votes as Nick Price did. Ooh. Ooh, I can't argue with that. Plus, I mean, the name. His name is way cooler. They just got to listen to the pod. Listen to the pod and then decide. Don't just click. And we'll All right. See where we're at. So, well, hey, guys, that uh, wraps up another one here for us tonight. Uh, Jordan, we appreciate you coming on, spending a little time with us, talking uh, talking golf as we as we talked a little bit before we jumped on here. We're uh, – We'll have to have you back at some point and, and, and maybe do another snake draft when we get around the majors or whatever works for your schedule. But we definitely appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate the opportunity. I hope that my Brian Harmon pick ages better than I think it's going to. I'm kind of regretting that one instantly. But, uh, um, but yeah, thanks for what you guys are doing. It's pretty cool to uh, you know, get the shout out a couple of weeks ago and uh, you guys showing some light on some of, uh, some of the great golf courses here in Iowa. Well, as questionable as your picks were, and we'll find out here in about four days how they pan out. Uh, we obviously appreciate everything that you do and jumping on the pod with us. And uh, the Muni is a great track that we've all enjoyed and have some great members on, or memories on there. And uh, anybody that's taking a listen, if you can get a chance to get up to Waverly and jump on there, and uh, Jordan will hook you up there and get you guys a tee time. And uh, looking forward to my next outing out on there when hopefully it's the two-man best shot, heaven and hell, superintendent's revenge. Give us some love, Jordan. Get me out there and – I uh, let's make that happen. We'll get it back on the schedule for you, buddy. Well, the Brian Harmon pick, I mean, it all comes down to if he does well, I mean, you crushed it, man. I mean, <laughs> that would have been an awesome pick if we had like 25 people doing a snake draft. I think sure. you could have uh, hit the, the Brian Harmon pick, but uh, I would say, Hey, Good for you for trying. This is the, you know, you guarantee the victory, and nobody remembers it if it doesn't happen, but it looks really, really good if I hit on Brian Harmon. I agree. I love the value. I think a lot more people are going to be paying attention to Brian Harmon's game come uh, Saturday, Sunday. So uh, big, big ups to you. And uh, like we said, if you get to Waverly, make sure you uh, hit Jordan up and get an opportunity to get out there and play. And we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, another fun episode. Like we said before, drop us a review of five star, uh, helps us out and makes us uh, get recognized. And uh, if you don't think of a five star, do it anyway. This is the two putt pod. <laughs>